In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up and take the child and his mother with you and escape into Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, because Herod intends to search for the child and do away with him. So Joseph got up, and taking the child and his mother with him, left that night for Egypt, where he stayed until Herod was dead. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken to the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. After Herod's death, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up and take the child and his mother with you and go back to the land of Israel. For those who wanted to kill the child are dead. So Joseph got up and taking the child and his mother with him, went back to the land of Israel. But when he learned that Archelaus had succeeded his father, Herod as ruler of Judea, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he left for the region of Galilee. There he settled in a town called Nazareth. In this way, the words spoken through the prophets were to be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. It's tough enough having a family in modern times. Church doesn't seem to make it easier. We want peace in our homes, we want to be holy families, but how can we get there if we can't even get into our cars to drive to church without fighting over something or another? To compound matters, what the church offers to us as a model seems impossible to imitate. Have we not forgotten that the members of the Holy Family are a tough act to follow? We have St. Joseph, the saint, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is immaculately conceived, and of course, Jesus, who is the Son of God, God incarnate. Are we crazy to think that we can come anywhere close to that? Yet Pope St. John Paul II thinks we can. He writes, The Holy Family is the beginning of countless other Holy Families. So how is the Holy Family the beginning of other Holy Families? What can we learn <coughs> from this family? We are still in the Christmas mood and it's easy to get wrapped up in a peace that permeates the nativity of our Lord. But it's important for us to remember that very soon after the birth of our Saviour in a manger in Bethlehem, the Holy Family's life turned topsy-turvy again. The peace and stillness of the stable is brought to an abrupt end with the news that Herod is in search of Jesus and plans to kill him. Joseph takes Mary and Jesus by night on a journey to safety in Egypt. Already homeless in Bethlehem, they now become refugees. Perhaps one of the most striking messages of the story of Christmas then is that family life doesn't always run smoothly. Faithfully following some perfect blueprint, even for this most special of families, Family life is tough. Family life is messy. 
and the Holy Family's life was no exception. Right from the very beginning, there is struggle, hardship, and a need for extraordinary courage and endurance in the face of these difficulties. Many of us complain of the impossible and painful challenges in our own families, but how many of us can truly claim that we have faced the same kind of difficulties the Holy Family had experienced? If we are to think of the Holy Family as any kind of model for family life, I would like to suggest that it is not to be found in a familiar picture, perfect portrait of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph standing in front of the manger, but rather in stories that speak of crisis. It is only during a crisis that the metal of parenthood is tried, tested and proven. The Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph are moral parents. Because of their fidelity to their vocation as parents to newborn child as well as to each other, a fidelity that was not compromised even during crisis. They would have possessed the human virtues of courage, perseverance and patience. But more importantly, they were persons of faith who willingly and obediently cooperated with God's grace. That is why we call them the Holy Family and not just the perfect family. When we turn to the Gospel, we find a Holy Family, not a very normal one. The mother is a virgin, the father is not the biological father of the child, and they are not living in some ideal family setting, but rather being hounded by a megalomaniac king. But this is the family God had chosen, the one whose care he had chosen to entrust his son to. Holiness is not about keeping up appearances, about giving the impression that all is well on the inside, but hides the truth of rot festering on the inside. We all know too well that families can go horribly wrong and be anything but holy. It isn't about feeling happy and having rosy memories. It is about love, the kind of love that is willing to suffer or die for the beloved. St. Paul tells us that a family becomes holy in the same way as the community at Colosee becomes holy through the working of the Holy Spirit. Love alone is the cord that holds the family together through all crises. And this takes place not merely on the human level, but on the spiritual level, as St. Paul tells us. Never say or do anything except in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is as though they have been clothed after baptism with the transforming virtues like compassion, humility, patience, gentleness, and then everything is held together in unity by a belt which is Christ's love. Husband, wife, father, mother, children are all now in Christ, and that determines all the different relationships that make up their family life. One could say that the Holy Family was like a seminary. The word seminary means a seedbed. In this regard, the family is the original seminary, where the seed of faith is first planted, nurtured, and eventually germinates. Little by little, couples can encourage each other in their journey to sainthood. Families have the power to nurture faith in their children and lead them towards Christ. A holy family life, based on the foundation of fidelity, love and faith, can be a powerful means of evangelizing and sanctifying our culture. In an ordinary family, 
the members of the family may get frustrated with each other. They may occasionally argue, but ultimately, the members are called to love each other, support each other, and forgive each other. They may not do it perfectly, but they will try to be holy. And when they fail, Christ and the Church offers them the grace through the sacraments to do better. The most powerful thing you can do is to daily entrust the health, healing, and holiness of your family to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.